South Africa! Acknowledge me. Teresa Kanzi. Teresa Kanzi. The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage in the airstrike. strike. Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country. And straight into episode 106. Thank you for subscribing on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Today, this is what's going down. I'll talk about the science behind pubic hair. I've got a parody song from Mariah Harry and a Bacardi banger. Lastly, I'll pizzo musimone about SA content on Netflix. But first, we get into your elders were dirty. Check this out. It's true. I got your legs spread all over the bed. Hands clenching the sheets. Hair Wild as hell, I know The only thing on your mind is sex and me, girl I can feel your temperature rising You should feel my nature too Come on, it's gonna be a bumpy girl, ride let's do what we came to do We Oh, this one is so telling. This one is written all over its forehead. Avant, Making Good Love, released in 2002. This is the dirty song your elders used to listen to. Straight to the lyrics we go without wasting any time. Let's get through the filth. Verse 1. I got your legs spread all over the bed. Hands clenched in the sheets. Hair wild as hell. I know the only thing on your mind is sexing me. Girl, I can feel your temperature rising. You should feel my nature too. Come on, it's gonna be a bumpy ride. Girl, let's do what we came to do. Verse 2. On the balcony, gripping the rails, slowly pulling you near, saying, shh, babe, don't make too much noise. There's a lot of people that live around here, emotions running high, my hands planted on your thighs. You feel me going up and down, and round and round and round. Verse 3. Girl, your drive, wait in the back seat. Windows tinted, it's getting deep. Fog all over the glass. I don't know how long I can last. With you moaning crazy girl, keep on calling me. I'll take you to ecstasy. And when I'm done, you'll be fast asleep. Let's head over to the bridge. The house, the boat, and the jeep, babe. In the tub, in the pool, or on the beach, babe. Get your groove on. Get your groove on. Course. Girl, when we make love all night, when we make good love all night, we make love all night, we really make love. Come to daddy, baby. Ndi kuelela gengo mazazi mamelwa gabazali betu ke na. Oh, the song is self-telling. 
The contents of this song are written on its forehead. I have to repeat that. <sighs> so let's go through the manyalas. There's plenty of manyalas in the song. Let's start with verse 1. It doesn't waste time. In verse 1, the first two lines go as follows. I got your legs spread all over the bed, hands clenched in the sheets. This is your daddy, ne? Documenting what he and your mama used to get up to in the bedroom while you were probably asleep or maybe you were not even born yet. But they were engaging in the tea, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. And just to show that your father is clearly not a gentleman, there's a saying that goes like this. Gentlemen do not kiss and tell. But what is your daddy doing? He is telling and kissing. So your dad is not a gentleman. <sighs> this is crazy. He goes on to say, I know the only thing on your mind is sexing me. Like, I think your father's mission over here is to just expose that your mom was a sexual animal. Only thing on her mind was the tea, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas, which is crazy. Simply because this thing goes both ways. Both your mother and your father, when they were young, the only thing that was on their minds was the tea. But here he is, making it out as if it was only your mama who had sex on her mind. This is totally wrong. Girl, I can feel your temperature rising. You should feel my nature too. What does your father mean when he says, you should feel my nature too, when your mama's temperature is rising? He is talking about his penis. Yes, he is referring to his penis. He's saying that while your mom is all heated up, she should feel his manhood too. Man, this is crazy and filthy. Can't imagine our elders getting up to such things. He goes on to say, come on, it's going to be a bumpy ride. What is that in reference to? Is he driving a car? Yes, he is driving a car. That car is him objectifying your mama. He is riding your mama. It's going to be a bumpy ride. What causes those bumpy rides? It's the strokes and the movement of the bodies as they are doing this motion to motion in the ocean. Let's go to verse 2. Line 1. On the balcony, gripping the rails. Oh my God. Oh my God. You, 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 you. Could you have ever imagined your parents having the tea, the sexual intercourse outside of the bedroom? You didn't up until this point. Now you realize that, damn, your parents used to engage in the tea, the sexual intercourse on the balcony. Our parents. Shh, babe, don't make too much noise. Ooh, Abba, your mama was a screamer. I can't believe our fathers. They were not gentlemen. All they did back in the days was kiss and tell. This is atrocious. He goes on and on and he says, my hands planted on your thighs. You feel me going up and down and round and round. What is that in reference to? It is reference to the strokes. 
Now, I don't understand the part where your father says, and round and round. Like, I'm trying to think, you know, my imagination is wild. I'm trying to think that maybe, damn, our fathers, their manhoods, the tip of their manhoods used to have a spinner. Because what, what does he mean by saying, and round and round? Is there a sexual position that you partake in? That requires you to do motions where you go round and round as a man. There isn't. Hmm. I think you should have a uh, honest conversation with your father one day. Just have a sit down with him and just talk about the sexual positions they used to engage in back in 2002. Because there, there needs to be an explanation as to what is meant over here when he says and round and round. Yeah, when he says, you feel me going up and down, that makes sense. But round and round and round. <laughs> Did the tip of his manhood have a spinner that we do not know of? Kaluku, men of today are built differently from the men of, you know, your 80s and 90s. Maybe their manhoods were special and ours are not. Let me exclude myself, by the way. Let me, let me do that, because I'm still a virgin. Anyway, verse 3, last line. And when I'm done, you'll be fast asleep. Damn, your daddy's action in bed was killer, hey? Like when he was done with your mama, she fell asleep. <laughs> she fell asleep. So, this means... In your case today, after doing coitus with a woman and she doesn't fall asleep, it means that you didn't do a good job. Yeah. It means in Isitos. And I'll leave it over there. The bridge. The bridge is also an indication that our parents did engage in the tzi, the sexual intercourse, outside of the bedroom. Other venues are mentioned over here, like the boat and the jeep, and also the tub and the pool, or the beach. And you know what, here's, here's something to take away from this. Uh, that is, of course, this is not in reference to our parents here in South Africa, our land, because in 2002, they couldn't afford to have Let's see the sexual intercourse on a boat or in a jeep or in a tub because a tub back in 2002 was a vascom and a vascom was never, ever big enough to fill two people. And on top of that, those people engage in the tea, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. So, mm -mm. no, 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 no. That, 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 that part in the bridge does not relate to our elders. Unless your elders were white. I get, if your elders were white, then most definitely they can relate to that. And this part refers to white elders. Kaloku, we come from a different background here in South Africa, our land. Anyway, let's go to the chorus. Girl, when we make love all night, when we make good love all night, you know what? This always comes up in these songs. And that is, it seems like the only time our elders engaged in the sea back in the days when they were young was at night. It's like during the day, they didn't do such things during the day. I don't know. I don't know if they were vampires or they were bats. The only time they are active or the only time their sexual hormones are activated is at night. Bloody nocturnals. Anyway, all I do here on Your Elders Were Dirty is to expose the filthy music our elders used to listen to when they were in their youth. And also, this exposes how they used to live when they were in their youth. That's the point of your elders were dirty. Di kutelela gabazali betu kemna. Oh, 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 oh. 
Mariah Harry is my name. Yeah, I'm here to tell you, ladies, you don't have to shave it all. The pubic hair is to protect you from bacteria. Having no hair, it is stupid, it is foolish. You endanger yourself. You're inviting the bacteria to hang on your clit Multiplying and going down to your pussy walls Next thing you know, you're discharging yellow cream Yeast infection When there's a fish-shaped kulapatia And there's no hair to be seen Smooth like a baby's skin, please Please don't shave your pubic hair to protect you from bacteria Her name is Mariah Harry and she's giving us a very beautiful song titled Shave Pubic Hair on the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. The Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. Let me use this moment to talk about whether or not a woman should shave down there. And this is coming from a male's perspective. And I should declare that I am a virgin. I am yet to see a woman naked. But I've seen pictures and videos of a cookie that's hairy and a cookie that is not hairy and also a cookie that's in between, right? And I'll give you my perspective on what many men feel about the cookie having hair or not. So please listen up very, very closely. This is like a science behind pubic hair for women from a male's perspective. Let's keep it real, first of all. The reason why a lot of women shave down there is because they put in daughter first. They're thinking of a man and how a man will receive her cookie when it's shaved or not shaved. Hence, she grooms her cookie. Let's not lie to ourselves. Do we agree? Thank you. I feel we agree. Second reason why women shave down there is because of hygiene purposes. And this, this is what led me to talk about this. I've read a lot of scientific facts about this topic. And I thought I should bring them to you. If a woman says that she is shaving down there for hygienic purposes or health purposes, then just know that woman knows nothing about what she's talking about. She knows absolutely nothing. If she did, she would know that shaving down there is actually unhygienic. It is also unhealthy. Yeah. I'm not making these things up. These are facts. According to science, and if you do not follow science, that's your thing, but I follow science. And science says, pubic hair down there in the cookie jar has got a purpose. And that purpose is to block dirt and bacteria from entering the vaginal area, which helps from getting yeast infections and other unwanted microbes. We are going to understand. So, let me try to put that in layman's terms. Bacteria are microbes. And I love researching on microbes. I find microbes to be very fascinating. Simply because I feel like in the bigger scheme of things, we humans are microbes living on this planet. 
Hence, I am very interested in microbes. I feel like microbes have got their own tribes and cultural beliefs, religious beliefs. I feel like microbes do have that inside our bodies and every other living organism's body. That's what I believe. So, let me paint a picture for you. Let's say you're a young woman and you just shave down there. Totally, you like shave it. Nah. This is what happens. A microbe, such as bacteria or a virus, ends up on top of your cookie. Let's say, let me not even say on top of your cookie. Let's just say it ends up in your belly button, right? And it feels like, no man, the living conditions in this belly button are not conducive to my growth as a species. I need to go elsewhere. It's either I travel up, sideways, or down. But you know what? Let me travel down. So the microbe, the bacteria or the virus, travels down your tummy and it reaches your cookie. And by the way, it uses your sweat as a means of transportation down to your cookie. So it gets to your cookie, right, on top. This is not like inside the cookie, no, like on top, where a lot of men get excited when they see you wearing tight things and they see that vagina structure, that V of the vagina, yeah. So it's chilling there in your pelvic area, the microbe, and it wants to travel further down simply because it also feels like, again, that, you know what, I'm not feeling this environment that I'm in. And it makes its way down there now. There's nothing in its way stopping it from reaching its goal. Do you know why that is happening? Do you know why nothing is stopping it? Do you know why that microbe, that bacteria, that virus is just sliding down your pelvic area as if it is in a ride at Gold Reef City or Ratanga Junction or any other theme park. It's just sliding down there huh? at 250 kilometers per hour. It's just racing down there. Do you know why that is happening? It's happening because there is no pubic hair in your pelvic area. The purpose of that pubic hair is to block it or stop it from reaching your clit and then down your vaginal canal. You understand? This is where the science comes in. This is where the science is. You feel me? So now it's down there and then now you get yeast infection and all these other atrocious things that a woman could be infected by down there when there's no pubic hair to stop the bacteria from traveling to your vaginal canal or your or your pussy lips and then your man or any random man sticks his tongue down there and does the things and then a week later things start appearing on his mouth now, I am not saying that as a woman, you shouldn't groom yourself down there. No, you should. Do groom yourself. And as a guy, honestly speaking, I prefer to see some hair down there. I don't want something that's extremely plain and you start seeing the chicken skin no 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 and by the way i'm not talking from experience i'm talking from the pictures and videos i have seen as part of my research in order for me to talk about this right now so i prefer hair down there and i think this stems from a man's role in society 
to always be the hunter. When you when you see hair down there, nice groomed hair, your hunter instincts as a man just come out and you just want to hunt down there and go for the kill. It's like extra motivation, extra drive when you see that hair in that pelvic area and also down, down, deep down there. Most of us men prefer to see the cookie jar with hair. And I said hair, not a bush. Hell no. Most men do not want to come across a bush. No ways. Here is what most men and bacteria have in common. They do not want to see a bush down there. Ha, 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 ha. Especially the bacteria. Simply because, once again, I go back to my analogy. The bacteria is in your belly button, young woman. And it feels like the conditions of this environment it is in is not conducive to a happy and healthy lifestyle for it. So it decides to travel south. And it uses your sweat as a mode of transport to go down there. And when it reaches your pelvic area, it's like, oh my word, what is this? Is this the Amazon? I can't make any move down here. There's just too many trees. And by trees, I mean that bush you have down there. Too many trees. Too many shrubs. And you know, if there's a lot of trees and shrubs, just know that predators are hiding somewhere. And those predators will come for me. And I will die without even reaching my destination, which is the vagina. And when I can't reach the vagina, it means you young women cannot get that yeast infection or any other infection. So what do I do as the bacteria? I get lost in the bush and end up dying. And in hindsight, I tell myself that I should have stayed in that belly button because the conditions here in this bush are far worse than the conditions I experienced in the belly button. And that's it. The bacteria is dead. Your vagina is healthy and hygienic. But you are not getting any action down there because once a man pulls down your underwear and he comes across that Amazon, it's a turn-off. Now, there are some weirdos who get turned on by seeing the bush. Those are like uh, part of the one percenter of men who get turned on by seeing a bush. No, no, no. Hey. Hey. Yo. And most of the time, women do not attract such weirdos. So, the ball is in your court as a woman. It's either you shave totally, like there's no hair in your pelvic area, or you groom your pubic hair nicely. Make it look presentable, like a, like a piece of the Kirsten Bosch Botanical gardens where you can even invite a Msaki to sing on your pelvic area and attract thousands and thousands of men to your beautiful vagina garden. Or you can choose to have a bush and get action once every five years. It is all up to you. But I said what I said. Here's a quick one. Tell me something. What is going on with Take A Lot? What really is happening at Take A Lot? I ask this because 
I don't know if maybe they have a oversupply of boxes and they're trying by all means to get rid of boxes. The last time I ordered something on Take A Lot, it was, I think, six items. And I expected those six items to come in one huge box. And when I opened the box, I come across the different boxes for these products that I have ordered. Like in their original presentation. Reason being is in the past, that's how they've delivered my parcels. But I don't know, man, something happened after COVID-19, man. Hey, I don't know. Hey, I, 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 I feel like maybe they made an order for boxes and they already paid for those orders. And now they have a oversupply of boxes. Goba, in my last order, these six items came in six separate boxes. And the smallest of items was the size of my hand. And I felt like, honestly speaking, Take A Lot could have just taken all of these items and put them in one box. There is no need to have six different boxes with the Take A Lot branding on them. What is the purpose of this? This is like adding on to the litter problem we have in this country where there's just too many plastics and paper and most of it doesn't get recycled. Why does it feel like Take A Lot has got a burden and they are taking out their burden on us, the consumers? I was just flabbergasted by the whole thing. And again, like, uh, I ask questions when things happen. I really do ask questions. Like just yeah, randomly, it's just the way I am. If something happens, I'm like, okay, why, how, when, what? Those are the questions I ask. That's why I'm asking right now, Ugba, is there by chance that Take A Lot has got a oversupply of boxes in their warehouses? So anyway, that was a few months back. And now recently, I came across a video on TikTok of this other man <laughs> this man ordered 100 grinding discs apparently they were on special so he ordered 100 and like any normal consumer on take a lot he expected those 100 grinding discs to come in one big box. But guess what happened? Take a lot delivered his parcels in 100 boxes, all branded with Take a Lot. 100 boxes. Each grinding disc had a box. That consumer was furious. He could not believe his eyes. Does Take A Lot have an oversupply of boxes? Why else would they give this man 100 boxes instead of just taking all those 100 items that are, by the way, the same size, put them in one big box and deliver the guy's parcel to his factory or warehouse or wherever his address is. I wonder if it is possible that one of the reasons why Take A Lot made a loss was due to the boxes. Someone somewhere made a killing from Take A Lot ordering these boxes. Why else would they give consumers 20,000 boxes for an order? Hi there, we live in a fast-changing world and this serves to inform you of new developments. According to conventional beliefs, this device that I'm speaking on is called a microphone, but it now identifies as a microwave. So, from now on, call it accordingly. 
what you just heard identifies itself as a window. So, from this very moment, address it as a window. Oh, was that a cat? No, it now identifies as a cow. So, from now on, please call it a cow. But what about the microwave, window and cat, you ask? What if they still identify themselves the conventional way? Well, it is what it is. Don't question the new way of life or you will be labeled all kinds of nasty stuff. Please stay on the line to rate the quality of this public service announcement. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama or restaurant and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started. We now head out to Pretoria, now known as Tswane. We are checking out today's Bacardi banger. Utra! Yeah! Uvila Hababe, 2023. Mantas Domane, Drift Vega. Mpanakoka Zeno Kamuelo. Yeah, I never know
rendition of the national anthem doesn't beat the one I have for national stealing on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. This is a 2023 release from Drift Vega. It is titled Mjolo and it features Mantla Stomane and BZ. It is our Bacardi banger of the week on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans, they are always bullying everybody. Always. They bully referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are going to lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times catches win with the, with the referee's mistake? The Baroka players disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench, who are sitting there. They're disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So, what are you being so mocking about? We need to have a serious conversation about SA content on Netflix. Most of it is very disappointing. Whenever I come across marketing about a new South African series or movie on Netflix, I instantly lose interest. Simply because I have been disappointed so, so many times. What disappoints me? It is usually the storyline. And the dialogue, the effects you see, the lighting is always a dead giveaway for me. It is mostly terrible and it gives the impression of poor quality. And there's also this thing of them always imitating Hollywood's standard of luxury. I can't relate to that as a South African. It bores me. Simply because the country is not there yet. It is a small percentage of people who live like that in this country. But Mshambi, the reason why such content is thrown at me is because maybe the creators of such content want to inspire me. But anyway, it's also part of the reasons why I feel essay content on Netflix is extremely disappointing. Unfortunately for these guys who create these series and movies is that they are trying to appeal to viewers who have been spoilt by the Hollywood standard. And these creators are trying to keep up with the Hollywood standard. Which is, simply put, it's very unfair on these guys. The playing field is not leveled. So they've got a lot of catching up to do. And while they are trying to catch up, that's where the turn-offs start to appear for a viewer such as me. I am really not happy with the quality of SA content on Netflix. I have to commend these guys for trying. I know some will say they do not have the right budget to give us the Hollywood standard for content on Netflix. But we live in a world where doing these effects can come easily to you. You can do these things. We live in the digital era, the information era. 
So if you want to learn how to do something, you go about it. You, you don't have to wait for, I don't know, so-and-so from somewhere to teach you how it's done. And you, you have to go to that person. No. That's what the internet is for. It's the bridge. That's why your podcast creators in South Africa are producing content that is of the same level in quality as your international podcasters. The technology is there. The effects are there. It's just a matter of you knowing how to use these tools. So, I could not agree with the argument that SA production houses who are commissioned by Netflix to produce content do not have the same capabilities as those of the guys in Hollywood. That argument can no longer be used, in my opinion. And let me get into the nitty-gritties of my pet peeves, if I may put it that way. The dialogues in these essay productions on Netflix. <sighs> what attracts me more to a production is the dialogues characters have in a series or a movie. The back and forth, the smart things that are said, or the interesting things that are said between characters. That is one of the things that keeps me watching, makes me more interested. And this is what a lot of essay productions on Netflix are lacking in. We can't say that South Africa lacks writers. I don't believe so. There is a lot of gatekeeping that happens in the entertainment industry. There are plenty of writers whom are looking for great opportunities, but they can't get these opportunities because of they don't know so-and-so, therefore they can't get into the right circles and get the right opportunities. That's also one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people in this country continue to not get any opportunities. These guys really, really need to open the floodgates and invite the most talented writers that this country can offer. Writers who will expand on our imagination or even take our imagination to places that we've never even thought it could be taken to. And such writers are the ones who will give us great storylines. Koba, this is also one of the huge things that essay productions lack there on Netflix. The storylines are usually not captivating, especially if it is a series, episode one always seems to be all over the place. Too many things happening. And it leaves you, as the viewer, confused. You're trying to understand what is going on here. Why are you given too much information in the first 10 minutes of this content? Couldn't they have kept to one or two points of interest? Why is there so many characters and so many things happening all at once? I'm trying to keep up. This is how I feel most of the time when I'm consuming essay series on Netflix. And also, this is one of the reasons why I don't go beyond episode one. Our brothers and sisters in these production houses, whom are commissioned, to produce content for Netflix. Really, really need to grind and search deep into their imagination and research to produce captivating content for us viewers. Otherwise, what's going to happen is Netflix will look 
at their ROI and feel like, you know what, this is not a good return on investment. Let's cut the budget short for South African productions. Simply due to the fact that we are not getting what we want as return of investment. These production houses are not either retaining our Netflix users in South Africa or increasing users in South Africa. So let's just rather take that money and use it elsewhere. Increase the budget for freaking Hollywood and also EU production houses. I really hope it doesn't go there. I really wish for South African production houses on Netflix to do great and become the best in Africa and take Hollywood on. With that being said, that brings me to the end of episode 106. I am back again next week for episode 107. Remember, whatever you do, never ever lose the child in you. Adios amigos and bonita damas. Can 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 the airstrike.